For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, from Genesis to Revelation. This is part 20 of the series. It is during the day of the Lord, the tribulation of the day of the Lord, that the nations are judged for dividing the land, and there's a judgment that comes upon Babylon. Isaiah chapter 13 verse 1 says, The burden of Babylon. Isaiah 13 verse 6, For the day of the Lord is at hand. And then it says in Isaiah 13 verse 19, And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms. What nation is regarded as the glory of of kingdoms on the earth if we believe that we're living in the end of days. The United States of America is regarded as the glory of nations. So the United States of America is codenamed Babylon, or I refer to as the spiritual land of Babylon in the end of days. Because Babylon is a generic term for the kingdom of darkness, which has many aspects and elements to it. There is a political Babylonian system the governments of the world that does not acknowledge and recognize the God of Israel as the king of the universe is a political Babylonian governmental system. There's a financial Babylonian system. Our financial system is based upon unequal weights and measures. It is not a Torah-based financial system. It is Babylonian. We have religious Babylon, the religions of the world that does not recognize the God of Israel as being the king of the universe. They are a part of a religious Babylonian system. There's a literal land of Babylon, and this is the area that's associated with Iraq in the Euphrates River. But we have a spiritual land of Babylon in the end of days. And I believe, as Isaiah 13 verse 19 says, it's the glory of kingdoms. It's referring to the United States of America. So as we're defining this term, the day of the Lord. That is the setting of the vision that John receives in the book of Revelation because John in Revelation chapter 1 verse 10, that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day or he's referring to the day of the Lord. Let's look at some scriptural evidence where we can see that the United States of America is the spiritual land of Babylon in the 
end of days. We have this principle that the 12 tribes are gathered when Babylon falls or there's a judge with the nations. This parallels with how the children of Israel came out of Egypt. They came out of Egypt as Egypt was being judged. Jeremiah chapter 50 and verses 1 and 3 speaks about the judgment upon Babylon. It says the word of the Lord that spake against Babylon. And then it says in Jeremiah 50 verse 3 that I will make your land desolate. So we're talking about the judgment and the desolation of Babylon. And what is associated with that? Jeremiah chapter 50 verses 4 and 5 that at that time that the children of Israel will come and the children of Judah together. The children of Israel is the house of Joseph, Ephraim, the ten tribes of the northern kingdom, the children of Judah, the southern kingdom. So therefore we see that the twelve tribes of Israel are living in Babylon when Babylon is being judged and falls in the end of days as a part of the judgment of the nations. And it says that the children of Israel and the children of Judah will ask the way to Zion. Let's see how Babylon is an end time nation. In Genesis in chapter 49 and verse 1, it is written, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what will befall you in the last days. The word last is the Strong's number 319 in the Hebrew dictionary and it is the Hebrew word akarit. And akarit means the last or the end or the latter time. And Babylon is regarded as an akarit nation. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 12. Your mother shall be sore confounded. She that bare you shall be ashamed. Behold the hindermost of the nations is what the King James says. The word hindermost is the Strong's number 319. It is the Hebrew word akarit, which means the end or the last, that Babylon is an end time nation in the world. Babylon is economically prosperous. Jeremiah in chapter 50 in verse 37 tells us that a sword is upon her treasures. And then in Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 13, it says that she is abundant in treasures. The world is astonished and confounded at the fall of Babylon. Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 46 it is written, And at the noise of the taking of Babylon, the earth is moved and a cry is heard among the nations. In Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 4, it speaks about the 12 tribes of Israel living in Babylon. It says, The children of Israel and the children of Judah together they will go and weep that means repenting and they will seek the Lord their God that is a reference to the Messiah of Israel in the book the Torah anthology to the 12 prophets volume 1 page 190 and 191 it explains commenting to Hosea chapter 11 and verse 10 and the book of Hosea is written to the northern kingdom and what it says about the northern kingdom is the following. They shall walk after the Lord. He shall roar like a lion. When he shall roar, then the children will tremble from the west. 
we're told here that the northern kingdom or Ephraim will be living in the west or in western nations. Not exclusively, but primarily. The commentary in the Torah anthology is, but a time will come, that is the time of the redemption or messianic times, when he roars, that is referring to the God of Israel, the children of the living God, then an exile in the west will come trembling to leave their exile. We can see from Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 16 that for fear of the oppressing sword, this is a reference to war, war that's in the land of Babylon, that everyone will flee to his own land. What is the land of the 12 tribes of Israel? It is going to the nation of Israel or the land of Israel. It says in Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 50, you who have escaped the sword or the war that comes upon Babylon. Go away, stand not still, remember the Lord afar off, and let Jerusalem come to your mind. Return to the land of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 4 says the children of Israel and Judah will seek the Lord their God. That's a reference to the Messiah. Jeremiah 50 verse 5 it says in doing so that they will ask the way to Zion. The exile from the nations of the world and returning to the land of Israel is returning to Zion. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14 it is written, Turn, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. This is the unification of the twelve tribes of Israel. For in Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 18 it is written in those days the house of Judah will walk with the house of Israel when I bring you to Zion the house of Judah will walk with the house of Israel when they're fleeing Babylon they're asking the way to Zion what is biblical Zion biblical Zion is the unification of the people the land the Torah and the Messiah ruling over them the people are the 12 tribes of Israel and those who are sojourning and, and grafted into their peoples. Therefore, the people is the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes, Ephraim, and the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, or the Jewish people. The land is the land of Israel and the land that was promised by covenant to Abraham. And the people are following the Torah and they have the Messiah as their leader. When we have the end of the exile of the house of Jacob, the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel, Messiah will set up his kingdom and rule and reign. And when he does, out of Zion, the Torah will go forth. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3. And many people will go and say, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We will walk in his paths. What is being taught his ways? What is walking in his paths? It is this, out of Zion or out of Zion shall go forth the Torah and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The Torah is the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is the Torah. The Torah means the teaching or the instruction of God. And it will go forth from Jerusalem or it will go forth 
forth out of Zion. But Zion is a term for the 12 tribes united. So the 12 tribes united will rule and reign with Messiah and they will be teaching the Torah to the nations during the reign of Messiah on the earth. Mount Zion is also associated with the heavenly Jerusalem. It says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 that you've come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, and the heavenly Jerusalem. The Mount Zion that's associated with the heavenly Jerusalem is connected to the period of time following the Messianic era, which is the time of the new heavens and the new earth, and the new Jerusalem is the city of the bride. It's described in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 23 as it is written, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine upon it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Yeshua will set his feet down on the Mount of Olives when first we have the uniting of the twelve tribes of Israel. Psalm 102 verse 13 says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. Psalm 102 verse 16 says, When the Lord builds up Zion, he will appear in his glory. Who's going to appear in his glory? Yeshua. And when is he going to appear in his glory? This is referring to his second coming, setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives, when he builds up Zion. Well, Zion and Jerusalem are synonymous terms. And we see that the building up of Zion or the building up of Jerusalem is the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel from Psalm 147 verse 2, which says the Lord builds up Zion. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. So Messiah is going to gather the 12 tribes of Israel and then he's going to appear in his glory. The end gathering of the exiles is associated with the day of Christ or the day of Messiah. As we mentioned earlier and we'll mention again, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2, we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach and our gathering together unto him. And this time of gathering is referred to in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 2 as the day of Christ or the day of Messiah. Now you may be wondering since you got the big picture that is the dividing of the land of Israel results in the judgment of the nations and during the judgment of the nations the 12 tribes of Israel are going to be regathered and this will result in the Messiah gathering the 12 tribes of Israel and him being glorified. But what are greater details to understand these prophecies? Well, the big principle is this. It will happen according to how it did happen. And the pattern for us of how it did happen is how Yahweh Yeshua redeemed his people out of Egypt. How he did do that is a parallel of how he will do it again in the end of times. We have this biblical principle that the end or the end of days is told in the beginning. Isaiah in chapter 46 and verses 9 through 11, beginning in verse 9. Remember the former things of old. I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Why is there no one like God? Because only he, verse 10, can declare 
declare the end from the beginning. Only he can tell us what's going to happen in the future by what has already happened in the past or in the beginning of the creation of the heavens in the earth. And I declare from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. What is my counsel? To be able to declare the end from the beginning, and I will do all my pleasure. Isaiah 46, 11, I have spoken it when in the beginning, and I will bring it to pass when in the end. I have purposed it when from the beginning. I will also do it when in the end of days. We can see this principle of how the end is told in the beginning, or we can state it this way, that biblical history is prophecy. Ecclesiastes in chapter 1 in verse 9, it is written, the thing that has been, that is history, is that which shall be, that is prophecy, and that which is done, is that which shall be done, because there is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes in chapter 3 and verse 15, it is written, that which has been, that is the past, is what's happening now. And that which is to be, that is the future, has already been, because God requires that which is past. The future in gathering of the exiles of Israel is likened to how the people came out of Egypt. Hosea in chapter 2 and verse 15 it is written I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. Achor in Hebrew means trouble or troubling. So it means the valley of trouble, the valley of trouble, the valley of trouble. When you hear the words the valley of trouble what's the reference or the illusion that comes to your mind? Jacob's trouble or the birth pains of the Messiah Hevle Shel Mashiach. Here we're being told that the time of trouble or the tribulation or Jacob's trouble is a door of hope. Why is it a time of hope? Because she shall sing there as in the days for youth as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. When did she sing? She did sing in Exodus in chapter 15 which is called the song of Moses. When will she sing. Revelation in chapter 15 in verse 3. It's called the Song of Moses and the Song of the Lamb. Micah chapter 7 verse 15 is written, according to your days of coming out of Egypt, will I show unto him marvelous things? According to those days, will I in the future show unto him marvelous things? So in order to understand how it will happen, we have to understand how it did happen because it will happen paralleled to how it did. So let's see how it did happen. How did it happen? Exodus in chapter 1 and verse 6 tells us the condition for the time of the redemption is there's a Pharaoh who doesn't know Joseph. Knowing Joseph can mean that he doesn't have respect for the God of Israel and he doesn't have respect for biblical values. Exodus chapter 1 verse 6 it is written, and Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. And now in verse 8, now there arose a new king over Egypt who knew not Joseph. And what this results in is affliction and persecution of the people of the God of Israel, or you might say anti-Semitism. In addition to there arising a Pharaoh who doesn't know Joseph, that this Pharaoh
Pharaoh is advocating death. Exodus chapter 1 in verse 15. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives and told them in Exodus chapter 1 verse 16 that if a son is born, then you shall kill him. And Exodus chapter 1 in verse 22, Pharaoh charged all the people saying, every son that is born, you shall cast into the river. Babylon will be violent toward Zion in the end of days. Jeremiah in chapter 51 and verse 24, it is written, and I will render unto Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all the evil that they have done in Zion. Babylon is going to do evil in Zion. Then Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse 35, the violence done to me and my flesh be upon Babylon shall the inhabitants of Zion say. Pharaoh was wanting to kill the male Hebrew children and this is the spirit of wanting to kill or do away with biblical Zion. In Revelation in uh, chapter 12 we can see that the red dragon wants to persecute the believing remnant of Israel. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 3, it is written, And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon. And what this dragon wants to do is it wants to pursue and to do away with the woman who's giving birth and who flees into the wilderness. This woman that gives birth is a prophetic picture of Zion. So in Revelation in chapter 12, verse 6, it says the woman fled in the wilderness. In verse 17, the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God following Torah and have the testimony of Yeshua HaMashiach. Historically, Pharaoh would not let the children of Israel go. Exodus in chapter 3 and verse 18, it is written, and they shall hearken to your voice and you will come you and the elders of Israel and under the king of Egypt and you will say unto him now let us go then in Exodus in chapter 3 and verse 19 it is written and I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go this is a prophecy that in the end of days that Babylon and the beast system will refuse to let Ephraim and Judah leave Jeremiah in chapter 50 and verse 33 it is written thus says the Lord of hosts the children of Israel and the children of Judah were oppressed together this is all 12 tribes and all that took them captive held them fast and they refused to let them go verse 34 their redeemer is strong the Lord of hosts is his name this is speaking about the Messiah he will vigorously plead their cause just like he did unto Pharaoh. Historically, Pharaoh is a prophetic type of Hasatan. We can see this comparison in Ezekiel in chapter 29 and verse 3, as it is written, speak and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon. Pharaoh is likened unto a great dragon that lies in the midst of the rivers. 
numbers. The word dragon is the Strong's number 8577. It's the Hebrew word tanin. And tanin means a dragon, a serpent, or a sea monster. Revelation chapter 12 verse 9, the great dragon is called the devil or hasatan, the adversary. As it is written, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Pharaoh is likened unto Leviathan. Leviathan is a mythological sea monster. Well, that's going to conclude part 20 of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.